section thirteen of the works of guy de maupassant volume three by guy de maupassant this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by james k white chula vista virtue in the ballet it is a strange feeling of pleasure that the writer about the stage and the characters of the theatrical feels when he occasionally discovers a good honest human heart in the twilight behind the scenes of all the witches and semi-witches of that eternal walpurgis night whose boards represent the world the ladies of the ballet have at all times and in all places been regarded at least like saints although hacklander repeatedly told in vain in his earlier novels to convince us that true virtue appears in tights and short petticoats and is only to be found in ballet girls i fear that the popular voice is right as a general rule but is equally true that here and there one finds a pearl in the dust and even in the dirt and the short story that i am about to relate will best illustrate my assertion whenever a new youthful dancer appeared at the vienna opera house the habitues began to go after her and did not rest until the fresh young rose had been plucked by some hand or other though often it was old and trembling for how could those young and pretty sometimes even beautiful girls who with every right to life love and pleasure were poor and had to subsist on a very small salary resist the seduction of the smell of flowers and of the flash of diamonds and if one resisted it it was love some real strong passion that gave her the strength for this generally however only to go after luxury all the more shamelessly and selfishly when her lover forsook her at the beginning of the winter season of eighteen fifty something the pleasing news was spread among the habitues that a girl of dazzling beauty was going to appear very shortly in the ballet at the court theatre when the evening came nobody had yet seen that much discussed phenomenon but report spread her name from mouth to mouth it was satanella the moment when the troop of elastic figures in fluttering petticoats jumped onto the stage every opera glass in the boxes and stalls was directed on the stage and at the same instant the new dancer was discovered although she timidly kept in the background she was one of those girls who was surrounded by the bright halo of virginity but who at the same time present a splendid type of womanhood she had the voluptuous form of reuben's second wife whom they called not untruly the risen green helen and her head with its delicate nose its small full mouth and its dark inquiring eyes reminded people of the celebrated picture of the flemish venus in the belvedere in vienna she took the old guard of the vienna court theatre by storm and the very next morning a perfect shower of billets doux jewels and bouquets fell into the poor ballet girl's attic for a moment she was dazzled by all this splendor and looked at the gold bracelets the brooches set with rubies and emeralds and at the sparkling earrings with flushed cheeks but then an unspeakable terror of being lost and of sinking into degradation seized her and she pushed the jewels away and was about to send them back 
but as is usual in such cases her mother intervened in favor of the generous gentleman and so the jewels were accepted but the notes which accompanied them were not answered at present a second and a third discharge of cupid's artillery followed without making any impression on that virtuous girl in consequence a greater number of her admirers grew quiet though some continued to send her presents and to assail her with love letters and one had the courage to go still further he was a wealthy banker who had just called on the mother of henrietta as we will call the fair-haired ballet girl and then one evening quite unexpectedly on the girl herself he by no means met with the reception which he had expected from the pretty girl in a faded cotton gown henrietta treated him with a certain amount of good-humoured respect which had a much more unpleasant effect on him than that coldness and prudery which is so often synonymous with coquetry and selfish speculation among a certain class of women in spite of everything however he soon went to see her daily and lavished his wealth without her asking him for anything on the beautiful dancer and he gave her no chance of refusing for he relied on the mother for everything she took pretty small apartments for her daughter and herself in the kartnerstrasse and furnished them elegantly hired a cook and housemaid made an arrangement with a fly-driver and lastly clothed her daughter's lovely limbs in silk velvet and valuable lace henrietta persistently held her tongue at all this only once she said to her mother in the presence of the stock exchange jupiter have you won a prize in the lottery of course i have her mother replied with a laugh the girl however had given away her heart long before and quite contrary to all precedent to a man whose very name she was ignorant of and who sent her no diamonds and not even any flowers but he was young and good-looking and stood so retiringly and so evidently in love at the small side door of the opera house every night when she got out of her antediluvian rickety fly and also when she got into it again after the performance that she could not help noticing him soon he began to follow her wherever she went and once he summoned up courage to speak to her when she had been to see a friend in a remote suburb he was very nervous but she thought all that he said was very clear and logical and she did not hesitate for a moment to confess that she returned his love you have made me the happiest and at the same time the most wretched of men he said after a pause what do you mean she said innocently do you not belong to another man he asked her in a sad voice she shook her abundant light curls up till now i have belonged to myself alone and i will prove it to you by requesting you to call upon me frequently and without restraint everyone shall know that we are lovers i am not ashamed of belonging to an honorable man but i will not sell myself but your splendid apartments and your dresses her lover interposed shyly you cannot pay for them out of your salary my mother has won a large prize in the lottery or made a hit on the stock exchange and with these words the determined girl cut short all further explanations 
that same evening the young man paid his first visit to the horror of the girl's mother who was so devoted to the stock exchange and he came again the next day and nearly every day her mother's reproaches were of no more avail than jupiter's furious looks and when the latter one day asked for an explanation as to certain visits the girl said proudly that is very soon explained he loves me as i love him and i presume you can guess the rest and he certainly did guess the rest and disappeared and with him the shower of gold ceased the mother cried and the daughter laughed i never gave the worn-out old rake any hopes and what does it matter to me what bargain you made with him i always thought that you had been lucky on the stock exchange now however we must seriously consider about giving up our apartments and make up our minds to live as we did before are you really capable of making such a sacrifice for me to renounce luxury and to have my poverty her lover said certainly i am is not that a matter of course when one loves the ballet girl replied in surprise then let me inform you my dear henrietta he said that i am not so poor as you think i only wish to find out whether i could make myself loved for my own sake i have done so i am count l and though i am a minor and dependent on my parents yet i have enough to be able to retain your pretty rooms for you and to offer you if not a luxurious at any rate a comfortable existence on hearing this mamma dried her tears immediately count l became the girl's acknowledged lover and they passed the happiest hours together unselfish as the girl was she was yet such a thoroughly ingenious viennese that whenever she saw anything that took her fancy whether it was a dress a cloak or one of those pretty little ornaments for a side table she used to express her admiration in such terms as forced her lover to make her a present of the object in question in this way count l incurred enormous debts which his father paid repeatedly at last however he inquired into the cause of all this extravagance and when he discovered it he gave his son the choice of giving up his connection with the dancer or of relinquishing all claims on the paternal money-box it was a sorrowful evening when count l told his mistress of his father's determination if i do not give you up i shall be able to do nothing for you he said at last and i shall not even know how i should manage to live myself for my father is just the man to allow me to want if i defy him that however is a very secondary consideration but as a man of honor i cannot bind you who have every right to luxury and enjoyment to myself from the moment when i cannot even keep you from want and so i must set you at liberty but i will not give you up henrietta said proudly the young count shook his head sadly do you love me the ballet girl said quickly more than my life then we will not separate as long as i have anything she continued and she would not give up her connection with him and when his father actually turned count l into the street she took her lover into her own lodgings 
he obtained a situation as a copyist clerk in a lawyer's office and she sold her valuable dresses and jewels and so they lived for more than a year the young man's father did not appear to trouble his head about them but nevertheless he knew everything that went on in their small home and knew every article that the ballet girl sold until at last softened by such love and strength of character he himself made the first advances to a reconciliation with his son at the present time henrietta wears the diamonds which formerly belonged to the old countess and it is long since she was a ballet girl for now she sits by the side of her husband in a carriage on whose panels their armorial bearings are painted end of section thirteen recording by james k white chula vista